This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. We are so excited to have our guest today, Jenny Wise Black. Jenny is a fellow licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in how media impacts our mental health. She is the author of the book, Our Digital Soul, and the creator of Lose the Phone, a podcast series and movement that supports humans as they heal from media addiction and trauma and learn to engage in their real lives and their digital lives from a place of wholeness. Ah, Jenny, welcome. (laughs) We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. So, okay, let's start with how did you get into this line of work? It's a very unique specialty for a clinician to have, but an incredibly needed one. Right. So I was a therapist. I basically became a therapist straddling like before and after smartphones. Mm. So I um, was seeing clients in very traditional, like my clients would come to the office. They had an issue that they were coming to therapy for. We created a treatment plan and my clients were getting, and they got better. So then sort of overnight, and of course, all this is just retro respectively, right? Sort of overnight, I started having all my clients just be like, I'm not okay. I don't know what's wrong with me. And like people coming to therapy, like, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm not okay. Well, I was actually feeling the same way. It's like, I know, right? I'm not okay either. So I took a sabbatical 
um, just for my own I, my, and my kids weren't okay. So my kids, as I always say, they were like the first iPhone kids. So now the whole thing's like, wait until eighth. Well, they didn't even exist. You know, it wasn't really possible before my kids were in eighth grade. So they were that first generation of iPhone kids. My husband and I were first generation iPhone parents. And this is very, mm-hmm. very important information. And, but again, I'm not thinking any of that, right? I'm thinking all in terms of therapy and trauma and like, whatever. I know I need to take a break. I assume I'm dealing with burnout from seven years of working with trauma and um, take my sabbatical, which was going to be just a month. I'm just going to take a month off. And then at the end of that month, I was like, I'm not even close to regulated yet. It's funny even telling you this now, just to explain to you what my symptoms were, was um, sort of like everything was black and white. Just I had this gray life and I was so anxious. But like, I didn't know why I was depressed. And I wasn't really depressed. I didn't know why I was so anxious, but I wasn't really, I wasn't suffering from anxiety, you know, but I could tell my nervous system just needed to regulate. And it, and it was not, here I'd taken a month off and it was not regulating. It was not regulating. And so I was like, I need to wait longer. Like I'm just waiting. And that was my whole thing I did with my clients is we're getting you and your life to a place where you are regulated. So four months into my sabbatical, I, my phone didn't turn on one morning and I was like, my phone's broke y'all. Nothing I can do about that. And I had the best day of my life. Mm. I mean, like since I was a child and there was nothing special about the day, right? This is not like whatever. Um, over that month, I went on three different trips and I, every single day I was like, guess what? The world still survived without my phone being fixed. Maybe I can go one more day. I just bought myself a day at a time for a month had the best month of my life and finally felt regulated. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what I needed. And now I need to go fix my phone. And my, my quote was, I actually had the thought, I need to get back to my real life and leave this fantasy world. Mm. Like as if the fantasy world was my real life and what was in my phone was real life, right? Whoa. Wow. Right? And so I got it fixed and instantly, that depression and anxiety came back instantly, but I still didn't connect it with the phone. I was just thinking, well, you're back from vacation, you know, and mind you, I'm still raising kids and like doing laundry. Like I wasn't on a vacation. (laughs) The trips I went on were school trips. I was chaperoning, you know? And, um, so I was like, well, that was nice. Good for you. You got your little glimpse into a better life and then, um, get back to real life. So Three months later, my phone was stolen from my car. And when I put it back to, I was like, wait, did I leave my phone in the car last night? Went to the car to get it and it was gone. And immediately the depression and anxiety left. That was the moment I was like, oh my gosh, this is about my phone. And when I was like, okay, me, I was so healthy and had all these resources and knew how to take care of myself and blah, blah, blah. I, if I'm feeling this way, I have to. And at that, at that point in time, everyone would say, you can't live without a phone. You can't be a mom without a phone, whatever. Well, when I felt that I knew I had like one, I was not, I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to go back to living that way. Now that I have felt that freedom, no one can make me go back and I will spend everything in my being to create a way that it's possible to live without it because Mm -hmm. it wasn't at that point. And, um, and then I knew I had to do it to prove that it could be done. And so I went four years without my phone 
Not any phone. Wow. And during that time, did a ton of research on what is this doing to me? Is this doing this to everyone? Are there certain people that were more vulnerable than other people? You know, what's this about? And so that's how wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and talked. Then my kids were in high school during the time. So I kept doing all these experiments with them and seeing how it was affecting their life. And then their friends bought into it. and, And that's how we got here. That was eight years ago. Do you have a phone now? I have to ask. So I have a dumb, I have a dumb phone. I don't have a smartphone. Okay. And so like, you have like a flip phone without yeah, apps. Correct. It's, I mean, wow. it, it functions very similar to a smartphone. It's just you talk and text on it. And it's, wow. So can you tell us a little about a little bit of the research that you did um, and your personal experience of not having a phone for four years? I mean, that was that's shocking to hear, right? Because we are, we're so attached to our phones. It feels like a lifeline. If like, if you don't so have your phone, it feels, find you. Right, right, it feels like you're right. missing a limb, right? And so right. tell right. us about that time oh my gosh, for you. so much. There's so much. It, it's an interesting, how old are you guys? Mid thirties. Yes. Okay. So when you, did you have smartphones when you learned to drive? No. Okay. So did you have any phone when you yes, were Yeah, flip phone. Okay. We so. had a flip phone. Yeah, yeah. And then we had Blackberry. Like by the time we got to college, okay, Blackberry gotcha, yeah, yeah. was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And then iPhones were later. Yes. So the, all like, it's, it's something that like, I don't even know, like if you guys could relate to it, but when, but maybe, maybe you can. When you first got to drive your car away by yourself, like you didn't have to have an adult in the car and you're like Amazing. going to do whatever you're going to do, right? You're going to go whatever you're going to do that night. And you're like, oh my God, I could go anywhere. I could do anything. That feeling of freedom, that is what it felt like for four years. Wow. I was like, I'm free again. And the things, I mean, you guys, what I have learned since then is that it's so much bigger than just my freedom to not be reached by anyone whenever. I mean, it's so layered. It's also the thousand options of anything I could be doing at that given time besides driving or besides sitting and having coffee Mm. or besides reading a book. But most of all, and this is the thing I'm advocating for right now, is I got my mind back. And it is so hard to explain to people that our minds are have been... um, it's like someone got in the pilot, like they've been hijacked and we are being told what to think about all the time by so many voices. And you don't realize because this has happened, it's happening to all of us. It is, you don't realize that a huge part of mental health is having your access to your own mind and thinking about what you want to think about when you want to think about it. Mm-hmm. And there's just nothing. The freedom of it is incomparable incomparable there there's no amount of of connection that could compensate for that kind of freedom being taken away anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner the planning the shopping the prep figuring out the timing it's a little heavy to carry huh same that's why i am so grateful for hungry root The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. 
Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. You know, when we had asked our listeners and followers about you coming on, and so many people were excited, but we got a really similar response, which I would imagine is the response you get that people say is like, well, how do you get away from this without feeling like you're missing out on everything? Like that was everyone's number one fear is that like, then how am I invited to stuff or, or how am I going to miss yes. out on stuff on Facebook groups? And like, it, it, that was the same question we kept getting over and over again. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, I think I lived through it first. Before I ever, like, I mean, I lived this. I never thought I would teach it. I never thought it would become a thing. You know, it was just my life. Um, a lot of things that we are needing to recover from are diseases that it's caused. <laughs> so what you're talking about didn't exist before social media. So we got at this disease that we could see everything, that we could be involved in everything, that we could be invited to everything. And now we're afraid. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, okay, say that back in like a, a therapy way. Well, okay. So I feel like one of the things I think about a lot is that like, you know, so many people have like, I'm left out. I'm ignored. I'm abandoned. Right. And it, it is, it's like, well, okay. But 25 years ago, you wouldn't have seen those pictures on social media of somebody hanging out without you. Right. It's like too much information all the time that didn't used to exist. Okay. So you're, this is really, really important to me that like all three of us get this because mm -hmm. I haven't really been able to put it into words. The thing that the connection that you have is not making you feel included. 
It's actually the thing making you feel left out and you're afraid losing it will make you more left out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it, nobody has more connection. No one has better connection to themselves, to their friends, to their family because of this. And so the thing people are suffering, they're already suffering from it. Yes. The thing you're afraid that's going to happen when you don't have it is what your pain is every day now. Well, right. And I wonder, you know, and you can tell me what you think about this is like our, our want to like have all of that information is almost this like false sense of connection, right? Like if I know all of this about everyone, then I'm falsely connected to them. Like there's this sense of like, maybe this will give me the connection that I'm seeking, but we're constantly seeking it because we're never really getting it fulfilled from our phones. So this is the the lie of the industry is that information means anything, mm. right? So we do, we, we think if we know these things about people, then we know these people and that, that, and if people know these things about us, they know us. Right. And so we have this almost, um, dual reality. It actually, it psychologically, and my whole book is written for you guys because I take everything we ever learned in therapy and show like the sort of psychological aspects of this. So what it really is, is, um, dissociation. It's creating two different layers of reality, right? So you have this one reality where, so if you looked at like our digital lives and our real lives, that's two different realities. Well, before this existed, if someone lived in two different realities, we considered that mental illness. (laughs) And that's just, (laughs) right. And that's just what we're doing. So what you have on one reality is how I've, my mind, I've told my brain, I know everything. I know what's going on with everybody. I know whatever. And in reality, every single person I talk to feels like no one really knows who they are. They are not, not known. So we, we are so, I don't know, we're weird. We're fascinating. We're amazing. But we're also a little bit kind of easy to manipulate. And we still, our mind is saying, but I do know, but I know, but our bodies, our souls, our cells are like, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. And we don't know what to do with that conflict. So almost every single person I talk to, I, I honestly right now could not find an exception for you. Not family, not friends, not clients, um, not interviews like this, where every single person says, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I don't know why. I don't know why I'm feeling blue. I don't know why. I'm not sleeping well. I don't know why. There's no named, oh, you know. Uh, I just lost a family member or um, lost a job or, you know, whatever. There's no, it's not a named thing. It's like, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And as I was joking with, I was on my sister's podcast earlier this week and I was like, Hey, in case I haven't said this before, you know, social media causes depression, y'all. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure if you have like, why we're like not letting that in. Yeah. It's like the research is out. It's done. This yes. isn't my, I'm like, I no. think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so in February, I gave up all my social media, which I always say, you know, I like can, it's a wonderful life. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And like every time social, <laughs> somebody gives up social media, I just feel this like flutter in the universe. And I'm like, somebody did it. Somebody did it. And, and I did it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it for one week. And then after one week, I was like, I'm going to do it for two weeks and three weeks. And all of a sudden it was very, very easy to do. 
And what it has done for my mental health is astronomical. Now, I haven't been able to commit to giving up the smartphone in general. I will follow in your path eventually, Jenny. But even giving up the social media. Now, when I say this to clients, though, of like, well, what if you didn't go on Instagram for a week? People like they're like, how could I do that? And I think you just somebody had asked about the consumption of news via social media. And I think it's so true. It's like, I think once again, it's it's the false sense of control. Like I'm doing something or helping something like and like we're really not. And I know that that some people might listen to this and be like, "Ooh, Jenny's words hurt a little bit. And it's because the truth hurts. (laughs) It hurts to know that like some of the things we've tried to do by thinking we're helping or reposting or being involved. It sucks that like we might have to look at ourselves that like we didn't hurt. No, we didn't know. And this has been a huge issue in the helping profession since the beginning of time. We found out groups of people we were trying to help, we actually harmed. Yes. Right. And this is just another uh, generation's lessons in learning that we could not have known, (laughs) y'all. We could not have known. Right. But, but once we do know, you, you have to then make a decision. Am I going to do what everybody else is doing or am I going to do what I know is actually helping? Which is very hard to do to participate in something that's counterculture. Correct. Right. And, right. and I, and this sense of, I think, you know, what people really struggle with is like this sense of like, I have no control over the horrible things that are happening in the world. And it's painful. Like that's just a painful experience. Like I don't have yes. control. There are horrible things that people are experiencing in the world. And, you know, I think that social media or your phone gives you such a false sense of control. And so they cling on to that. But I think it's so helpful for you to be able to acknowledge that it actually is not helping and that the way in which to help is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you can do direct work in your environment. Yeah. Well, and it also the other part that's really important in this is you have to know why you're here. And that's not an easy job, right? Why am I on this planet? Why do I live here on this time and place? Who am I here to love and serve and care for? How how do I want it to be different? Like what differences can I make in my time that I'm here? That That's the, sort of the deeply personal work that our phones have kept us from, right? I and never really find out who I am and why I'm here if I'm paying attention to what everyone else is saying and doing, whatever. That takes, um, every therapist knows, you have to spend time alone. You have to journal. You have to be with people who've known you for years. You have to like, who am I? Why am I here? This is all of our big question in life. And until you know that information, you are not ready to decide how you want to use media. fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair 
cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. It's complicated for our brains. And someone asked this question, and I'm wondering if you can touch on this. What is it actually doing to our brains? Because the addiction is real and scary. No, it's very real. And uh, addiction experts and part of the research has shown there's no other addiction we've ever seen that compares to anything like this because it is both a chemical addiction. So it hits that uh, dopamine spot in our brain and it gives us this release of a chemical that we are made to get and we really need, um, but we, our bodies can only process the chemical at certain, as it, you know, releases in like what I call at a human pace. And so, but we like that chemical. And so we hit, 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 hit. And so it's like flood, 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 flood. And our body doesn't have time to process all that dopamine. Um, so it does that to our brain. Um, it also, because of the, the 24 seven on demand, my phones, you know, every single person will say, I have to have my phone in case of an emergency. Well, what that has done to us is that makes us every time our phone is around, we are in the mode of in case of emergency. So that puts us on this high alert, like hypervigilant state that you never know when's the text coming in and did I miss it? And that releases tremendous amounts of cortisol and adrenaline. And then that's also, that's just the design of our phones. And that's why I'm really big on getting people off smartphones. But social media is, absolutely the first step there because it's doing that like you're just scrolling having adrenaline cortisol it could be everything from uh 
I'm, I'm jealous. I'm left out to, oh my gosh, that's so exciting to, oh my gosh, they have cancer. You know, I mean, it's, it, and we're going through that like, well, we humans, our human brains were made to release the chemicals we needed them as we needed them and to give our bodies the energy and resources they needed to, I'm going to give you pleasure. You know, the reason sex is pleasurable is because we would like you to keep having babies. <laughs> like you to do something with that. The reason that I get anxious when, you know, you see a little kid like run out in the road, you're going to get filled up with adrenaline because your body's telling you go run and get that kid, right? So our brains are made to make our bodies do all these things that are very helpful and move our life forward. The, that we cannot, we right now, our body, we have no lifestyle that can match the um, chemicals that are being released in our brain just by what we're seeing in the digital world on our phones. Therefore, all those chemicals are trapped in our body. And a lot of the anxiety and depression that we're feeling is just that pure, too much, too much input, not like, what are you going to do? Run a marathon all day, every day (laughs) to match that level of stimulation? Sounds exhausting. Right, right, right. (laughs) So part, part of it is when you're getting off of social media, which is such a great place to start, um, you, your brain is desperate for like, give me the, I want those chemicals the easy way. We actually get those chemicals if we clean up our bedroom. And that's the reason why is because we cleaned up our bedroom and our brain rewarded us for that. We smiled and made eye contact with the person. We got those chemicals and our bodies like because our bodies were made to have that cellular matching. So the process is about, it's probably about two months of getting your chemicals like regulated so that real life starts giving you the chemicals at the rate your body can actually process it. And you go through very real withdrawal. It is absolute real withdrawal symptoms. Wow. What does that withdrawal typically look like? Well, other part of it is you've been doing this because you have found the easy button out of feeling any feelings or doing any hard things. So every time something gets hard to do, you're like, how about, oh, that email is not going to be easy to write. I'll just check Instagram. Or like, oh, I really don't want to worry about what I'm going to eat right now because I don't even think I have anything. So I'll just check Instagram. So we have all of these deferred feelings, emotions, and actual reality. Like I'm putting things off. We put things off. And so the withdrawal in the beginning is you don't have a button to push. And those feelings are all going to come up at the same time you facing your reality and realizing how much you've neglected. And it sucks. You're <laughs> 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 like... Okay. And you, it's, it's a process. Absolutely. A lot of sleep, a lot of sleep, a lot of walking. It's like being, I mean, the, the, the steps that I have, I got from a rehab center of what you do to you walk, you sleep, you eat, um, you talk to somebody every day, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, this makes, this just makes so much sense, you know, for, um, for our business, we like have to post reels and, you know, sometimes when I'm doing that and I'm putting them together, when I'm done doing it, I feel like I'm on a different planet. Like it's, I, yes, I feel yes. it sucking the life out of me. Yeah. 
because I'm just like on something and doing something so much and looking at a at a phone. So it it makes everything you're saying just makes so much sense and is just so validating in a lot of ways for what people experience off of it. Well, that's good because it brings us to a follower question which says, if it's unrealistic to take a social media break, I'm a business owner that relies on Instagram. How do I set boundaries around it? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I did, I ran through this process. Part of my research is I ran social media for a company for two years uh, because I wanted this. That was the big question. I wanted to see, you know, can this be done healthfully or whatever? Um, So uh, what I will say is that is such a big conversation. <laughs> like it, that is that deserves its its own book basically yeah. i mean yeah. it's it's big um what i will say is um everybody has to take a break from it regardless um because and, and that's i would say for personal reasons that's obvious but for businesses what we're seeing is um an actual loss of um they think they're getting a lot of business from it they think their business is dependent on it and if you even look at any kind of old form of advertising or marketing, it's always very important to step back and see, wait, is this really working, right? Did this really pay off? And to know how you want to use it. Because if you, once you get in that cycle, you start just doing what everybody's doing. And what we're seeing now is imagine driving down the road and seeing a thousand billboards. And everyone's like, well, you have to have a billboard. Well, no one saw it. They saw all of them. They didn't see yours. And um, a marketing person I just met with last week said, social media at its best is having a good receptionist at the front of your company. Mm. It might make somebody be like, wow, they've got a nice company or they're really professional or whatever, but she doesn't close the deal. And you can have a great company without a receptionist. Yep. It's so funny because Jen, and I have this conversation a lot um, about TikTok therapist. We have a big issue with, you know, like this field is just like, I don't know. It scares me. (laughs) People, there was this information, there was a study that came out about how like wrong half the information on TikTok is. And yet we have people coming in the office all the day of like, TikTok told me I had this diagnosis or that diagnosis. And and then you have all these people doing their advertising. And it's like, one, are these people doing good ethical work? And two, like, is this really the best way for people to be getting information? This one size fits all thing. It's not real sure, therapy. Sure. No, I mean, I could go on and on, obviously. But <laughs> what I will say is I'm getting a little bit more bold as time goes on because it's getting more and more powerful over time, which is amazing to me. Um, it is uh, the, the main reason that I will not participate in social media is because I know it is the number one cause of traumatizing and abusing people, specifically children. And if I use that same platform to get my work, I'm benefiting from the system that is traumatizing, that is Mm -hmm. knowingly traumatizing them. So we know that, and TikTok is, uh, there aren't even words to explain the levels of harm beyond our, our social media. And ours is bad enough, <laughs> but it is, um, it, it is created to, uh, harm people that y'all, I won't, I can't get a publisher. I can't get an agent. People will not take me because I'm not on social media. Yeah. Right? And yet my message is nothing. If I get on social media, right. I have oh, no message. True. I have so nothing true. to say. <laughs> wow. And, um, 
And basically therapists, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as long as social media isn't dealt with, we will be the richest people in the world forever because it's making people mentally ill. Right. Yeah. Who weren't? Who weren't? It's awkward we're going to post this episode on social media to promote it, though, Jenny. <laughs> the part I'm getting lost in yeah, is yeah. that in a, just a few minutes, Jen's Shit about shot. to say, follow us at Shrink Chicks. And I'm having a lot of ethical conflictions about that right now. Jen. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Jenny, no, I can talk to you all day. Can we hang Jenny. out? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won't call you though. I'll come and see you in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll just show up at your door. So <laughs> we'll send you. It's, we'll send I'm you a telegram. Saying it's easy. I'm saying it's important. Yeah. yeah. And if you mm. want to make this world a better place, there are ways that you can do it easily and you no, know, simply. And if you really want to make the world a better place, did you think that was going to be easy? Right. Wow. <laughs> Never is. Never is. Okay. I feel like this entire episode was this, but as you know, when we have a guest on, we do a segment called Calling Bullshit. Although I'm pretty sure this entire episode was a calling bullshit segment. (laughs) Before we end, will you call some bullshit more than you already have? Oh, wow. I do feel like that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, um, I think we have, we have found this easy button to pretend like we, care and to say the things the say the right things and i think what what i would just sort of like the challenge that i would put out there is if if something's really important to you if you have something that's really important to you take make some sacrifice for it make some and you you might be the only one who knows what that is but do it because that shows you care not to anybody else you just showed you, and that is you making a difference. Mm. Wow. Jenny, Je- I mean, this is like such an the important best, yes. conversation. Like, and we are just completely encapsulated by everything that you're saying. Um, where can everyone find you? Okay. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> then that, isn't that the question, right? Yes. Um, so I have a website called Lose the Phone. Everything from getting me to do speaking engagements, I have a podcast called Lose the Phone. That's just started its second season. That's sort of, it. and the second season is kind of how you can lose your phone, like how to follow steps for that. Um, and then links to the book are also on there. Amazing. Incredible. So here as I say, instead of following us after today's episode, we're <laughs> going to recommend you take a break from your phone. So <gasps> the call to action at the end of this episode is even if it's for one hour, please put your phone down. Please go outside. Please kiss your children. Love your pets. Don't follow us on social media today. Our producer is going <laughs> to kill us. We're dead. <laughs> today's today's example is lose your phone take what jenny is saying give yourself some peace of mind um i'm not going to tell you in every other episode we do our call and actions of where you can find us listen to a different one you can find it there not on today's episode we're not doing that (laughs) jenny thank you for being here today we can't thank you enough you are gems and we'll see you next week on shrink chicks Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. 
Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.